Looking at our world from a theological perspective, this is the Theology Central Podcast, making Theology Central. Good afternoon, everyone. It is Thursday, March the 30th, 2023. It is currently 3.37 p.m. Central Time, and I'm coming to you live from the Theology Central studio located right here in Abilene, Texas, where I'm trying to figure out exactly how I should approach this news story. I don't know, 30 minutes ago, I think it was about 30 minutes ago, I got an email that contained a link to a news story. As soon as I saw it, I'm like, ooh, I got to get upstairs. We got to go live. And then I, we started having all kinds of internet problems, go figure, or computer problems, or sermon audio. Pro- I don't know where the problem is, but we're having some kind of technical difficulty. And while I was trying to fix that, I kept thinking, so what do I do with this news story? What do I do with this news story? So first, I want to just inform you about the news story. Here's kind of my strategy. First, this is informational. I'm just going to say, hey, did you see this news story? What do you think about it? Right? Maybe spark a conversation, get us talking. But I want to go I want to go a little bit, I want to go beyond the news story. I want to, someone just said in chat, cl- uh, cliches are horrible. Yes, I, ugh, I hate cliches. When someone starts dropping their little, especially Christian cliches, I'm just like, oh, just stop. Okay, but, but I digress. We are, we're not going to talk about cliches. So what I want to do is first is informational. I want to tell you about a church, a lawsuit, and what's going on with them. All right. And one of the reasons we want to talk about this church is we've mentioned this pastor recently on the new Lana Del Rey album, right? The, the sermon clip. Well, it's from this pastor who's the pastor of a church who's now being sued. So we're going to talk about what's going on there more just for informational purposes, just so that you know. But then I want to take it and I want to go to more of a, of a broader question that goes beyond this church. I want to go to what what do you believe and 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 I, and maybe we'll just spark, we're we're going to hopefully start this conversation but what do you believe a church has the authority and right to do when it comes to giving people requirements like what what do you think a church can do can a church give people do you think it's perfectly biblical and okay for the church to give everyone a covenant that if they're going to join, they have to sign saying, you'll do this, you'll do this, you'll do this, you'll do this, you'll do this. I've seen church covenants that say, you promise to engage in private devotions, family devotion and worship, that you will set aside, you know, a part of your income to support the church. And they give you all of these things that you are signing a covenant to do. Would you, do you think a church has a right to do that? Do you, many people think that, that's a sign of a strong, biblical, godly church. But I just don't see anywhere in Scripture where people have to sign a covenant to join a church. I, I, I don't, I don't. Are we, are we going beyond the Bible? So, so we're kind of, we're going to use this news story to get to that. I'm not saying that's what this news story is directly speaking of, but that's where I want to go. So first, informational, then really just kind of. I guess a question, I just kind of want to question something and a practice and kind of consider what some churches do. And and maybe what we need to do is I need to find, uh, I need all the people who listen to me. If you go to a church that requires you to sign some kind of document, a church covenant, something that, that you have to give some kind of affirmation to, some kind of something to, I would love to see. You don't have to give me the name of the church. 
you can block that out and you know you can re- you can redact it and just send me what you had to sign and and do you feel that that was biblical I remember early on in my ministry, I had a lot of people saying, we need a church covenant. We need a church covenant. And they would give me examples. I'm like, I'm no, 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 no. I'm not going to have require people to sign this. I, I, I just, I, I'm very iffy on that whole subject. So these are not directly related, but maybe it will all make sense here in a minute. So are you ready? All right, here we go. Again, about 35 minutes ago, here's the news story that I was sent. Are you ready? Church home mega church. And Church Home is all run together, C-H-U-R-C-H-H-O-M-E. Church Home Megachurch is hit with a class action lawsuit. Now, why do you think they've been hit with a class action lawsuit? What do you think? What do you think? Why do you think they've been hit with a class action lawsuit? Are you ready? They've been hit with a class action lawsuit for requiring employees to tithe. If you're going to work for church home, it seems you are required to, I guess, give 10% of your income back to the church. So the church hires you, they pay you, and then 10% of your income has to go right back to the very people who are paying you. Now, what do you think? What do you think? Does that sound bad? Now, wait, we got, we got to hear the story, but the headline sounds questionable. Judah and Chelsea Smith's church home a Washington state megachurch is at the center of a class action lawsuit filed by current and former employees over the church's alleged required tithing policy. Now, that's Judah Smith. He's the one who's on the Lana Del Rey album, the brand new album. Again, not a Christian album in any way, shape, or form. But um, there's a sermon clip. We've talked about how to interpret the sermon clip, how to understand how she's using it. We, we talked a little bit about that, and here he is right back in the news. So it is, it is former and it is current and former employees that are filing a lawsuit over the church's alleged required tithing policy. The lawsuit says that previous church employees have been fired for not tithing at least 10% of their earnings back to church home. Now, I've only been in, let's see, I think one church, I was, there was a tithing requirement. Uh, if you were a student in the Bible Institute, you had to, uh, I think you had to promise to tithe 10% of your income, if I remember how that goes. But I mean, it was pretty much like, if you're going to be a good, a member in good standing, you better tithe. Now, I'm not saying how, I don't know how, how much they looked at it or how, how much they monitored it. But I do know some churches have a church covenant where you are coveting with the church that you are going to set aside 10% of your income for the church. I have seen that in church covenants. So to me, I know it's not the exact same thing, but it's connected. Well, how much, what can a church require people to do? I've seen churches say, if you're going to be a member of this church, you can't, you can't do this, you can't do this, you can't do this, you can't do this, you can't do this. How far, how far do we take that? The lawsuit says that previous church employees have been fired for not tithing at least 10% of their earnings back to the church. Lead plaintiff Rachel Kellogg, a current employee at church home, said tithing mandates were discussed at staff meetings and communications from church officials warned that church staff members could lose their job if they failed to comply with the rule. Now, I just love this. <laughs> Right, right. Hey, that we're tithing. We're going to, again, this is such a law-based mentality. You will tithe or you will be fired. 
Like, forget being a cheerful giver. Forget giving because you want to give because you want to support. No, you will give. I, uh, there's so much, you, you, you know my own personal struggle with how the church, I call it the church industrial complex operates. There's so much about it. I don't understand conferences where people pay money to get in to hear the word of God preach. I don't understand. But at the same time, I'm very aware of how churches need money, but I've also struggled with that. These big churches, they need all of this money for the building, for the upkeep, for the staff, for the electricity. And then sometimes you look at all the money that goes in maintaining the church. This, it's almost becomes a business because you've got to have so many people and so much money to maintain it. And then what, what are people actually getting from it? And, and I call it into question. But at the same time, I understand it requires money. I've talked about it right here. Currently, we're, you know, we're trying to get, raise money to replace this laptop that I'm using with, with a, a Mac. We're trying to fix our sound system at church that it was installed in 2001 and it's now 2023 and things are starting to, to break. So I understand it requires money. I hate, I hate turning on the microphone and even mentioning it. But then I know this, I'm not, I'm, I don't, in any way, try to impose that members of my church will tithe. I'm not going to do that. I, I don't try to place any of my content behind a paywall. I don't do that. So, but, uh, so I understand the need for money. I, I hope you'll understand anytime I criticize a lot of the practices in the church, it's not because I'm some fool who believes that, you know, ministry just works for free. It doesn't. It requires money. And I hate it. I hate it, hate it, hate it, hate it, hate it, hate it. I don't... The last thing you want to do is when you're trying to teach or preach God's word is you have to bring in this ugh, money. Like it just see, it just seems to, I, I don't, I don't like it in any way, shape or form. I don't, I don't, I, but I've had to mention money recently because well, <laughs> without a computer, <laughs> we're not live streaming. <laughs> it's that, it's that simple. So, um, it's, so I understand it, but I can't. I just can't believe you just communicate with everyone. Hey, look, here's the situation. You tithe or you get fired. Attorneys to the, uh, for the plaintiff it says church one, church home. I keep want to say church one, church home is violating the state's wage rebate act and consumer protection act. Kellogg began working for the church in 2019 and said she was not told about the tithing requirement during orientation. The Seattle Times reports in April 2020, virtual staff meeting leaders talked about the importance of tithing, the lawsuit says. Now, I can probably, I cannot, I can only speculate, but I know lots of churches right now are having problems, right? Look, attendance is down. Once attendance is down, giving goes down. I think, I personally, I believe people are much more likely to give if they're attending in person, once they kind of stop attending in person, I, I think t t uh, giving tends to go down. I can't verify that. Some uh, some of you have emailed me saying, "Well, my church, you know, uh, you know, whether people are there or not there, you know, giving doesn't go down, and that's wonderful." But I think in many cases, once attendance drops, giving go goes down. Even if people are engaged somehow online, look, it's one thing to listen to a ministry online. It may, I, I think it's much easier to give when you're actually present in the building. I, I, I Possibly, I could be wrong. But I know churches are struggling with finances and with attendance. And once attendance goes down, they get desperate. Because look, you don't bring in the money, you got to start laying off staff. You don't bring in the money, 
you know, all those, all that marketing you do to have to build that mega church, you can't market anymore. You can't be doing radio ads. You can't be sen- sending out flyers. You can't be doing Facebook ad- all of a sudden. Now you can't market. You can't market. You can't you get your name. You can't get your name then because there's a whole system and how it works. But I don't know if you can then tell everyone, oh, uh, by the way, so they start they start stressing the importance of the tithe. Uh, they go uh, they go on to quote uh, this individual. I'll be very honest. People have already been transitioned and moved on and fired because they were not tithing. Judah Smith reported reportedly said in the meeting he added that tithing was a black and white issue and even more important than re- than the religious right of taking communion. Wow. Tithe is more important. Now, that's what he's reportedly says. We don't know if that's actually what he said. That would be crazy for someone to say. It may be more important than taking communion as far as the survival of your church. Okay. I can tell you that. I mean, I just, I I mean, look, I'm a little small church. I'm a pastor of a little small church in the middle of nowhere, Texas. We lose, we lose just a little bit. Sorry. I mean, where we can't, I mean, I know the good thing we, we, they're basically, our, our bills are basically just internet ministry, electricity and heat. Okay. That, that's it. Um, but we, we don't, we don't really do much else, but I can, I know that you, you just, you lose enough money and then you're in trouble. You, your lights are getting turned off. You don't have electricity. You don't have power. Your, your internet ministry goes bye-bye, whatever. Kellogg says she set up an automatic payment of 10% of her salary to the church. But she then was injured in a car accident. Her car was totaled, and then she lost her rental home. She stopped tithing in 2021 to cover her financial hardships. Wait, what? You had you had to stop tithing to cover your financial hardships? I thought if you tithe, heaven was open and you would get a hundred percent back. Okay, I'm, yeah, I'm being a little facetious. She said that uh, the West Halliburton chief creative officer wrote her that she needed to resume her tithing asap. Uh, ben Sorte, Kellogg's boss, then wrote to her in 2022, it is my expectation that you get in rhythm with our company policy on tithing. Please note, our company policy on tithing. When the church starts referring to itself as a company, <laughs> when the church starts using terminology to describe itself as a business, when the church operates as a business, I'm sorry, it's, it's no longer a ministry says, while I understand the complexities of finances, this is an expectation for all church home employees, and you need to correct this pattern immediately. It sounds like what you should do as a boss inside a church and someone is having financial hardship, the church should be coming to help the person with the financial hardship. But what do I know about Christianity? You know, I don't know. I, I, I To this day, sometimes when I look at Christianity, I don't even recognize it anymore. I don't even know what it is. It's some, I don't know. It's politics. It's business. I, I, I don't even know. I don't even know. But here's someone is, as an employee at a church and they're having financial hardship and you're worrying about tithe. How about you're worried about, wait, we should minister to this person. We should bring this person's needs anonymously to the church, gather money, get their, fix their car, get them a new car, whatever you can do. Um, but I, you know, I, I don't know. Again, this is, this is the report. We, we don't know how it all will play out. A church home lawyer said the First Amendment protects a church's right to restrict employment to those employees who choose to abide by church teaching. All right, so here we go. 
So their argument is, hey, the church has a right to do this because we hire people who choose to abide by church teaching. So this is, in other words, because we're a church and we teach the tithe, then you must abide by it. And if you don't, you're fired. Making then the tithe a legalistic requirement. How far can churches go in adding all of these rules? How, may, how can, can a church say, hey, if you're going to be a, a member of this church, you got to sign a church covenant and you will do private devotions. You will do family devotions. You will not forsake the assembly. You will tithe. And it's usually conservative churches are like, yeah, we're going to prove we're not liberal. We're going to prove we're biblical. Or you're going to prove that you're a legalistic cult is what I, it feels like to me. But that's that's my own feelings. Um, that, I mean, that's a, that's a horrible legal argument. It says, for many years, said the statement, this is from the church lawyers, church, church home statement of faith and employee handbook have included a statement on tithing. Church home believes the Bible invites Christians, invites Christians to tithe. And tithing is the worshipful act of paying the first 10% of our income to God, given in an attitude of faith and a response to what Jesus has already given us. Well, it doesn't sound like it's a, it, it doesn't sound like it's something that you, uh, see here. Um, it doesn't sound like you're being invited. It sounds like you're being forced. It doesn't sound like you're doing it as a worshipful act. It's saying you're doing it to keep your job. That whole statement is just garbage is what it is. And that's the end of the story. Now, this comes to you, just so that you know where we got this. This comes to us from christianheadlines.com, christianheadline.com, christianheadlines.com. It was published today, March the 30th, 2023, Um Amanda Casanova is the name of the uh, the uh, reporter or the author, and um, you can look it up for yourself. You can draw your own conclusions. Like I said, so whoever sent this to me, I don't even remember. Thank you so very much, because that's how I keep up with what's going on in the world sometimes, is you guys. Um, I Look, the, I believe the church is completely wrong by doing this, um, because, because giving should be something that we, if it's a worshipful act, then you can't. You can't force worship, right? You can't, I, I, I just, no, I don't think that that is correct in any way, shape, or form. I think it's wrong, but I think it raises the larger question that I want to ask. Look, whatever happens with this church, I hope the employees can get justice, and I hope that they relook at their policy, and I hope that they have people who want to give and not people being forced to give in order to keep their job, all right? But let's set all of that aside. I'm more curious about what you feel a church can and cannot tell people to do. How far do you set the rules? How many rules can you set? What can you demand of your people? For example, I was in the Bible Institute. For me to be in good standing in the Bible Institute and to be in good standing in the church, here are the rules I had to follow. This was in Papillion, Nebraska, my first uh, independent fundamental Baptist church. Here were the rules. Number one, I had to wear a tie at all services. I had to wear a tie at every single service. I didn't have a tie. Even when I came to class, the Bible Institute, had to wear a tie. I didn't wear a tie. It was, I had to wear the tie. And it was just like, what in the world? Okay, so I had to wear a tie. 
uh, had to have, now, I, there, your hair couldn't touch your collar. I didn't have a problem. I was in the United States military, so that was good. I, that was good to go. I don't think we're even allowed to have a beard. It was, it was another, there was all these like rules like this. I could not go to a movie theater. I could go to Blockbuster and rent all the movies I wanted, but I couldn't go to a movie theater. I know that's bizarre. Wasn't supposed to be listening to contemporary Christian music or secular music. I, don't, I could only listen basically to hymns. I think Southern Gospel was halfway okay. Um, I see, so there was movies. Or, oh, so the, the, our wives could not wear pants. They had to wear a, a dress. Let's see. Um, what other rules? Oh, to, oh, we had to tithe 10%. Had to be at all church services. There was a list of rules. 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 And basically in the church, you were, even though those rules were, were somehow like t- said that those were for the men in the Bible Institute, there were basically the expectation for everyone in the church. And if anyone violated any of that, they were basically seen as a threat or rebellious. So if, if he knew someone in the church was going to movies, boom, you were going to get a sermon where he went off on going to movies. If someone in the church was listening to the wrong kind of music, he could be preaching on Genesis 1-1. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. But you know the one thing he didn't create? He didn't create rock and roll. He didn't create music where the emphasis is on the two and the four. No, 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 no. And it, and it would be like, what is happening? And you knew someone in the church, he found out, was listening to the wrong music, dressing the wrong way, and it would just go these full-blown rants. Now, when he wasn't doing that and wasn't so paranoid about these man-made rules, he, he actually was a good Bible teacher and taught the Word of God and did a great job. And I was very grateful for all the things he taught uh, about Scripture. We didn't always agree theologically, but but I, I appreciated his passion for God's Word. But it was all of these other things. It was like all the rules and rules and rules. They called them standards, standards, standards. But, but when does that become, well, it crosses a line. So that's what I wanted to bring to your attention today. You can contact me. Newsif at yahoo.com. Newsif at yahoo.com. That's newsif at yahoo.com. And I would love to get your feedback and your thoughts on all of this. Newsif at yahoo.com. All right. I just will bring it to an abrupt stop and leave it there. That's what's going on with Church Home with Judah Smith. But I think it has more to say about how ch- what churches can and can't do. And if you do, if you had to sign a church covenant, do, did you? what do you feel about that? And I'd love to see it. All right, newsif at yahoo.com. All right, well, we'll do some more here soon. Hopefully, maybe, I don't know. I don't know what the plan is. We'll see. We'll see if the internet keeps working because we've been having some issues. All right, newsif at yahoo.com. Everyone have a great day. God bless.